Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick. Dennis is here. He just had to reboot his comp, so he'll be on in a second, we hope. Uh, it is a quad witch slash S&P rebalance Friday. Also, happy March Madness to everybody, all the college basketball fans out there. We got a good show for you today. We got Marcus Heidkoner, 8.35 or 8.30, somewhere in that range. Jason Rasnick at 8.45 or somewhere in that range. We got some earnings from FedEx and Nike. There's some NFT stocks doing weird things this morning. And um, same story, really, as the last few days. It's this, this tug of war, right? This tug of war between bond yields and uh, high PE multiple stocks. And the, the the bond yields are winning right now. Uh, we gave back those gains. I'll bring Joel on now. Joel will tell us exactly how exactly. we gave back those gains yesterday from the Fed rally on Wednesday. Joel, good morning. Yeah, nice, uh, interesting day yesterday. Good morning, Spencers. Good morning, traders, investors here on this March 9th, tweet, March 19th quad witch. Uh, had to sell off yesterday into the close. They tested that level overnight and it held. So 3,900, get your blotter out and boom, 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 right down 3,900. That's major level. That is the low for the week overnight. Thursday's low. That's the key to this market returning to the all-time high, all-time closing high made earlier in the week at 58 and a quarter. Uh, crude down 29 cents at 59.77. Just got shellacked yesterday, uh, giving back a couple weeks worth of gains here. Now under $60. Gold, that's up eight bucks at 17.40.50, inching its way towards 1800. Silver, that's down 6.6 cents at 26.28. And Bitcoin, Trying to get up there, trading at the high of the future session. That's up one thousand eight hundred thirty-five dollars and fifty-nine thousand two hundred. Good morning, everybody. Right. What's up, Spencer? What's up? What's up? What's up? Joel, let's just start with like the the sell-off from yesterday, and let's go like into into individual sectors here. Let's start with the banks. All right, uh, the, the banks were were getting punished uh, on Wednesday after the Fed meeting. And tell us, walk us through the price action in like the XLF. You got to be scratching your head on these banks here. Yeah. And the reason I'm saying that is that was one hell of a move. 
that was a was that the move was that the short time you know short term high uh jp morgan got up over 160 reversed course let's see how high did jp morgan get in the session boom jp morgan got to 161.69 made a new all-time closing high well, I keep an eye on that today, folks. 157.65. That was the all-time closing high. See if anybody wants out at the mark. Uh, below 157. Look out below. Uh, let's see. That would be Wednesday's low at 153. Bank America sniffed $40. There must have been a trillion for sale there at 40 Hit 39.97. That ended up closing under 39 at 38.94. So big moves, new highs, not quite reversals on any of this stuff, but you have to be wondering on the next bump up if you're going to be finding sellers there in the bank stocks. Bob, like I said, Bank of America getting near 40. I don't even know when the last time that's happened. I think you've got to go back to the financial crisis here. Oh. Let me go back. Quit being so dramatic. Is it really? Yes. Bad? Oh, man, you're right. <laughs> yeah, look at that. What was the high? Bank America, the high. Look at this, boy. We're going back a long time. So, I mean, it's had a nice move off its low. Uh, 39.50, March of 2008, and that was it. That's the closest we've been to 40 bucks. So, there's your hurdle. Forty. We were over 40 in May of 2008 when we had 40.65, but uh, – Probably going to be too far away in the book for Dennis to take a look at, but man, there has got to be a trillion to sell at 40 in Bank America. All right. Speaking of Dennis, let's bring on our first guest of the day, Dennis Dick. Good morning, sir. I was having technical problems there. Didn't <clears throat> streamer didn't like my camera, didn't like my uh, mic. So rebooted the computer. Haven't rebooted the computer in a long time. Took like 10 minutes to reboot it. So I am here now. I'm with you guys on this quadruple wedge. What's going on? How you looking there, Triple D? I rough. mean, it's rough. Yeah, I'm feeling rough. <laughs> I need more sleep, man. I need a vacation. How do you get a vacation? Well, it's a little harder in Canada since they don't let you leave your house. But uh, well, I think we're actually in the gray, so I think we can do some stuff now. But yeah, I mean, we don't have any vaccinations, so that's why we aren't allowed to leave. Well, you know, oh, we'll just stay in lockdown. We don't need vaccines. Well, I, I saw Biden's authorized us to give you guys in Mexico some vaccines. Okay, thank you. We yeah. need that, Biden. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> We're like last. If you look at the list of uh, countries that are vaccinated, Canada's like last. Like 2% of the population is a joke. Oh. So I don't know what they're doing. Anyways. All right, smash the like button for Dennis. That's, that's out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. So, Dennis, one of your uh, worst fears uh, hit the tape yesterday, yesterday afternoon. Some people are attributing the move down in the S&Ps to that news. How you reacted to it? What what news? Tell him, Spencer. Go ahead. What's the news? Tell him. I'm supposed to magically read Joel's mind. What hit the tape around 1 o'clock yesterday? Spencer, Dude, I, Joel, I, Joel, you have to remember. I'm, 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 I, I know like France Dennis. went into a lockdown. I know oil went down. I don't know what Joel. Wait, what, what happened here? I don't know if it's a joke or if it's not a joke. No, no. Thank you, thank you. Transaction tax. Thank you, guys. Sorry. What are they saying about it? I, I was up late last night. I was at. I was at. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I swear, yeah. I was at the bar with Luke and Bert and people till like way past my bedtime. What time? Uh, 
I, I, well, like for me, like eleven thirty, which is super what bar? Uh, somewhere in, around us. Um, Dennis, you, you've been fretting about the, the transaction tax, and there was a report yesterday that um, the senator from Hawaii, I believe, is going to introduce that on the floor uh, of the House, no Senate. I want to say it's Senate uh, today, and. That would that hit the tape at around twelve thirty, twelve forty five. Well, we knew that's been coming. I mean, well, there's no doubt that's going to get introduced. It's just a matter of whether it's going to get passed or not. So, I, I don't know. I'm don't scared know. about it. Obviously, I've been scared about it for a long time. Um, it's going to have its best shot that's ever had. But I would hope that you know smarter heads prevail here, and they realize it can destroy liquidity. I mean, we've went into this so many times on the show. You know which side I stand on, and I think it really messes the markets up. So, and obviously, I also believe there'll be an exemption for Citadel, Virtue, and all your high frequency trading firms. So, basically, just be Main Street paying it. Um, so, they won't pitch it that way, but that's the way it'll end up. So, I wouldn't be in the backyard cheering for this thing. It's only going to hurt your bottom line. So, hopefully, not the case. Hopefully, they'll be smart about it and not try to mess with the markets and not try to make the little guy just pay and bring back basically full full size commissions all right so so let's talk about the sell-off yesterday boy i'm thinking about you showed me that level in the queues uh yesterday and i don't know i didn't pull the queues up in a day but how high did they it was 325 that we were talking about right two days ago yeah yeah when we put the double top in yesterday they pulled the rug out from underneath the whole market i mean it wasn't even the whole market, not till the afternoon when they really started hammering oil, and then it started to Ooh. become the whole market yesterday. I I don't know, like it's really we're really at the crossroads here. I mean, tech growth is definitely now in a downtrend. Many stocks in a full bear market, but value is still right up there. You know, the spy keeps holding on. We had a little sell off yesterday because they started hitting some of the value names too. But it always seems like something picking up the slack. I mean, the bank still closed green despite coming off the highs. Oil was really the story. I mean, really got hammered. A lot of the oil st- stocks were just so overbought. I, I, there, there's still rotation keeping this market up. So it's hard to just go full bearish here and say, okay, now it's time to raise cash because we know this market can turn on a dime. Even with the growth names, it's hard not to just come in and buy the dip because it's been rewarded so many times. So I say again, which I keep saying, it's about your portfolio allocation right now. What do you look like? Because nobody knows which way this is going. Tech you guys are just quiet today. I'm I mean, trying it just to talk here, and I, I'm trying to talk. <laughs> you guys are quiet, man. I'm here. On. I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. No. Uh, so it, it's a good point, though. It wasn't. I mean, oil, sure, w- w- was also overdone. But I mean, I guess you could argue most things i mean the banks too right which we just talked about it was kind of the same story there i mean everything everything that was in favor that that, that value kind of came off yesterday a little bit it started to come off but Maybe I mean, not really, when you put it in perspective these banks still made new highs yesterday so it's hard to get full-on bearish when stocks are making new all-time highs on them so i i i'm really i'm mixed i don't this is the this is the market that i don't have any feel for right now and then we have a quad witch today so this is going to be like information central for us. What are they going to do on this quad witch expiration? Are they going to, you know, and, and it's mostly at the close. Like what's going to happen all day? Where are we going to lean? We know quad witch can be turning days. Do they turn around, you know, maybe sell it off and then maybe buy the hell out of it in the afternoon? We don't know. 
So all you can do is stay in your stocks, like rotate around, make sure your allocations are okay, stay diversified. I know people like to just put all their eggs in one basket. It's just not the way to go about in this market anyways. Um, but I, I think you got to get the information of today, Joel, like you've yeah, been we talking, talking about. We were go- I, I, I yeah, said that two days it. ago. I'm yeah. trying to, you know, I'm, I was hoping for a little bigger pop today, you know, after, you know, like one of those 40, 50 handle rippers, you know, then I would have been just love, it just would have been like a, a, a much easier fade, right? Just get all those losses back. Now you're at the point, I mean, you've only had a 20-some point range overnight. There's really not much resistance here. So they could they could they could open this thing and just not immediately roll over, jam it, you know, until maybe 12, you know, jam it up most of the day. And then pull the rug out on it. I mean, I'm I'm so set in my in my levels. There's 3,900. That was a low a couple weeks ago in the spoos. We hit it yesterday. We hit it overnight. I mean, that is the clear line in the sand. I will get full blown bearish if we take that out on a closing basis. And then I look at that high that we made. Believe it or not, yesterday, yesterday, folks, we made a high at 78.50. That's, you know, that's a long ways away. Um, that was the overnight high. It wasn't yeah. the, uh, you know, the intraday high. And then the intraday high was also really interesting, too, because your all-time closing high was 58.50, and it got to 58.75. So three highs on the dailies up there. Your all-time close, well, actually, the all-time closing high is uh, from the day before, 64 and a quarter. There's a pound of resistance up there. And there's and we're on major support now. This market just hasn't given in to the support. It hasn't given in on the weekly levels. So this is what that's what I'm looking at today. You can chop around from thirty nine hundred to thirty nine fifty, but there are turns at expirations, and this has the one of the last four or five expirations. Just going back to March, this one has the most bearish overtones. That I could see now one day, you know, they come in and rip this and close it at 3950, 25 points off the high uh, turning point. And that's what I'm looking. That's what I'm looking for. I, I also thought the timing, uh, particularly of yesterday's sell off was very interesting in light of the fact that a lot of the stimmy checks are, are finally hitting. And there was all those surveys done. I think Bank of America, they won. Oh, uh, 35 percent of, of yeah. are going to throw their stimmy check into the market. Uh, well, three quarters of the S&P 500 was down yesterday. So if you bought in yesterday, it's didn't get in there right away. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Basically, I was thinking of, of that line from South Park where eh, yeah. and it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. And we'll just invest in here and it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's, gone. Mean, it's gone. It's gone. It's <laughs> gone. So, so you know, I mean, I, I, the South timing, stimming checks are hitting. Uh, how much that's going into the market? Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody can say. Um, but I, I just thought that was it was an interesting confluence of events there between stimmy checks finally hitting. God, is that really going to move the market? No, 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 no. Move the market. I'm just saying it's an interesting uh, confluence of events. Uh, here's an interesting note from Bernstein. They and we've been talking about this exact thing for the last few days. They noted that there is a significant overlap emerging between deep value stocks and momentum stocks. There are a number of autos, banks materials and energy this is this is before today or before mm-hmm. yesterday um that are screening as both value and momentum mm-hmm. whether that trend can whether it just took a day off or, or what I, you know crowded 
yeah. it's been crowded for a while. Money's been flying in all these names for a long time. And we've been talking General Motors on this show for four months. Yeah. So it makes a new high yesterday. It kind of feels like a little bit like it closed week. Yep. So, you know, if we get up, you know, and we have a crazy trading day today, that 62.24 looks tough. I mean, 60 could be tough now, too. Yeah, it it what... looks like it's kind of in the middle of that. That, that looks like a blow off top a little bit. Talking against my book, I'm long GM, you know, and I've got put sold as well. So kind of double long it. Um, still like the story going forward to short term, it's overbought. And that kind of looked like even in, in all the value names kind of looked like a little bit of a blow off top yesterday. So that's why I'm just cautious, man. I think you got to just be cautious. You got need some cash. If you don't have cash, you need to be having some cash just in case this starts to get ugly. And I don't know how ugly it can get, but there's a lot of things to worry about. You got to, you know, the, the bubbles you have are just incredible when you think about it. You know, you got a housing bubble. Oh, we got, we, we, we got a new bubble. We got an NFT bubble. Just put well, it, I don't even know if the NFTs have got started. That's so no, early. But no, yeah, no, 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 no. NFT stocks. I, that's, I'm, that's, I'm not talking about the actual. I'm talking about yeah. Stocks. Give us that list again. So we'll go through it. You just real quick before we move on from the GM. What do you think about the sixty grind today? Right. You know. Well, I don't know what the open interest is oh, yeah, out probably. there. Probably. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I don't know. I don't see this ripping back up over sixty-two. And I don't see it, uh, you know, plunging down to 58. I think you're just going to grind. You're seeing it a little bit um, in the after hours in the pre-market. But those puts and calls, straddle, whatever you got there, strangle, they're just going to be battling it just to make all those options expire as close to worthless as possible. I mean, I came in this morning. I did the, the same thing I always do, which is I look at my Benzinger Pro Movers tool. And what is on top? Is a stock I've never heard of, ZK International, ZKIN, and they had a PR. They had a PR out on Monday that they had entered the NFT market. That was on Monday. This is a Chinese company. I have no idea what they do. I went to their website. I looked at it for two seconds, and I left. Um, But all these stocks now. I mean, every what's the list? Give me the list. I'm writing it down. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I have to go find it now. I have a few myself. Like there's, you know, that, that we're just grabbing from Twitter. I think they're all the same stock. So like, you look what this W K E Y. I don't have any of these. You look at this yeah. W K E Y from yesterday. It goes from eight dollars to like fifteen doubles in one day. J F I N was another one. Goes yesterday yeah. from five dollars to thirteen dollars. It's blockchain all over again. I mean. Yeah. You know, when we're all excited every time somebody says, oh, something up a blockchain, they're buying all these okay. stocks. You know, I, it's found like- that, I found that list. TKAT was the big one, but then there yeah. were a few more. Uh, Oriental Cult- uh, Culture, OCG. Yeah. Uh, Ideonomics was being mentioned. Again, these are just stocks that are being mentioned. as. What, as what's the symbol on that one? IDEX. IDEX. Um, yeah. You've got GRNQ. Again, again don't even know if... GRNQ is more of a crypto play. What's the difference? A big difference. Some of the crypto stocks, I think it's a big difference because some of the crypto stocks have all topped out. So where these new NFT stocks, obviously it's all related, but some of these crypto stocks that we were talking about a month ago all topped out. Yeah, YVR was the big one the chat's mentioning. Um, You you had like, you had uh, TAOP was mentioned. CNET was mentioned. Yeah. Is uh is uh, Christie's still a stock? Is what? Christie's South Bee or you know South Bee's auction? Yeah. Uh, uh I think uh, it, no. I don't I think it went so. off the board, yeah. right? I think it might be OGC. I'm not quite sure. I think it went off the board. Yeah. Okay. It, it's possible. It's possible. Um 
But yeah, I mean, every day now there's a new one. Sino, S-I-N-O, they were saying. A lot of these, like, really? ripped. A lot of these ripped yesterday, yeah. though, and sold off significantly, too. I mean, yeah. this DKAT has just been insane. It was $2 a week ago and got up to over $40 yesterday. So this is what people want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we know that. They want to get rich fast. Nobody wants to get rich slow. They don't want to read the Kramer book, Get Rich Slowly. You know, they want to read the book, Get Rich Fast. You're not going to learn on this show, I tell well, you, man. You, I'm not teaching people how got, to get rich fast. You've got Elon Musk, like, making fun of the NFT things. Uh, he tweeted about it last night. Um, Next thing know. you know, he'll buy some of these NFTs. Yeah, probably. Sweet. Probably. He starts out making fun of them, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I own Doggy Coin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, just, just a circus show in his head. Sometimes I'll tell you. Uh, that much. I, I, I do want to give uh, thanks to thanks to GWS for pointing out. Uh, Chris Kachi actually called out ZKIN on Spax Attack a couple weeks ago. Thanks for the reminder, GWS. Oh, good uh, stuff. Props. That one's gripping this morning. Props to Chris, but I mean, yeah, it's just it's just silliness. He also likes Funko. Chris likes Funko. M- he does. Okay. Oh, as a more not this isn't a smaller play, but just he thinks this could be a, um, one of the bigger like not that's a big nft play but it's a real company yeah so some of these like you don't even know what the hell these things do if it's just headlines they're not really doing much at all sell them on the way up buy them on the way down (laughs) sell it sell it when you don't want to sell it you think you just think just do it that's the only way because when they turn they turn oh they turn you're right you You gotta sell while the peanuts your circus is in town because if you don't you don't usually get a second chance on this stuff so they start doubling and you know tripling i mean you know, if I was in one of these, I'd be out way too early. You know me, like TKAT, I'd be like two dollars to six dollars, like whoa, big money, no whammies, <laughs> and boom, forty dollars. You know, like I, I, I never get to participate in those because I scalp out too quickly. Diamond hands, not here. <laughs> but anyways, it's not for me. I mean, yep. this is just you know speculative capital only. If you're taking all your money and dumping it in an NFT player, you're asking to lose a lot of money. You know, yes, you're going to hear about everybody who made the money. You'll hear crickets from the people who lost. You won't hear anybody on Twitter that bought TKAT at $40. They won't say it. People can't talk about their losers. They're too embarrassed. I talk about my losers all the time. I mean, that's why we try to talk. This is real trading here. Like we, you know, losers are part of the game. I probably lose on, you know, I don't know, probably 30%, 40%. I've never analyzed it, but I'm sure I lose on 30%, 40% of my trades. I'm looking, I have lots of red and lots of green overnight here. It's just a matter of being... You know, right more than you're wrong, or at least making more on your winners than you do on your lose on your losers. But people don't want to talk like that. They want to just, you know, say, oh, yeah, I made millions of dollars in TKAT, and you're all idiots for not buying it. That's what they talk about on Twitter. It's so yeah, there's guys in the chat that are like that. Do, I don't know if we got do you rid want, of them yet. No, no, do we, no we didn't get rid of anyone. Uh, people, you, like you were saying, you can do this. I don't, the, the difference is I don't want to do this because one, this distracts me from my consistent trading in mega caps. Yep. You know, if I'm looking at this stuff, I'm, I have an opportunity cost. There's an opportunity cost. If you're sitting there, you don't know what to do and you're learning and you want to play around with this stuff, go for it. But I, I, as a trader, I'm trading hundreds of stocks. I can't be watching some stupid NFT thing going, you know, bananas. It takes that's babysitting. There's an opportunity cost there for me. And I think it's more luck than anything. I think I, you could go buy a whole bunch of these things and maybe you get in it early. And, you know, I have played these things before. And I don't say I don't play these things, but there is definitely an opportunity cost for a professional trader to be managing a portfolio of these NFT stocks moving around 50% a day. How do you manage that risk? It's really hard. So if you got in it and you're, the buzz was there and you're doing the social arb thing, you know, and you were looking, okay, everybody's talking about this one. It might get hot eventually. Then, you know, that's a different story. But if you're coming in buying TKAT at $29 when I had a bar yesterday of 20 to 40, 
I mean, it's gambling. At this we mentioned point. this gambling. yesterday. Yeah. Just gambling. Yep. Yep. Um, and we did, when the when the show went out yesterday. We, I looked at this thing, and I said, "Oh, range twenty to 40. I go. I think thirty is going to be a big number. That's the that's the close. So, people that are like bought it two days and they're looking at that close and trading under it. It. I mean, it's going to be up and all around. I'd be. I mean, do I think we're going to see forty today? No, probably won't even see that low of. Uh, just under 20, but man, that the seat 30 almost in the middle. If you're long, you want to see this thing get over that close, stay over that close, go 30 and a half, 31, 32, boom, keep on going. Another thing, then, like, I don't like you, Dennis, I don't mess with these kind of stocks, but just to give an example from yesterday, when you don't know what to do in something, it, scale out, you know, that's if you wanted to exit this AOU yesterday outdoor brands it didn't when we talked about it it didn't look like it was going to 30 right i mean now it's an all-time high that actually did that on the second day of trading and collapse so what do you do you look let's say you're long a thousand shares you know okay you're not going to pick the top throw a couple out at 27 hey i got lifted at 27 throw a little bit more size out 27 and a half hey what do you know i got lifted at 27 and a half Throw a little more size out there at 28. You get lifted at 28, okay? You also would have got lifted at 28 and a half, and you would have been thinking, man, those sales weren't that good. Then it comes down and ends up closing on the low of the session. Mr. Market helping with that too. So if you are trading those things, it's, you know, just use use scales, be quick. I don't know if you have it on your platform. That's really the only way because when they turn, they turn. And you just got to... You just it's better to go into the momentum, but uh, you gotta sell your peanuts while the circus is in yep. town on all these stocks. Yeah, the you stock, get lucky dude, enough to grab one of these things, it goes up a hundred or two hundred percent. I ring the register, that's how I would do it. I, you know, I, I like I said, I've tried to play some of this stuff on the side. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I mean, you got to get out when the getting's good. I tried Kodak, you know, I was trying this off of this, you know, and that one obviously wasn't working out. I wasn't expecting that to go up, you know, two, three hundred percent. I just thought, you know, there's people talking about it as a potential NFT play. It doesn't look like it is, you know, or at least the earnings stalled that out. So I sold it, you know, take the small loss and get the hell out. Please, uh, uh, or not please, uh, quick advice and then we'll do some earnings. I was talking to a buddy of mine on the phone and a friend of his had a kid. I think he put like 10 grand into GameStop, right? 19 year old kid. And at one point it was worth a quarter million. And my buddy was just like, he was begging the still guy. worth a lot of money because it was never really come down that much. It, mm-hmm. went, it went down, then went back up, unless he sold it. Depends when he bought uh, I'm not sure what he actually did with it and what the pricing was on it. But he was up uh, like a quarter million. And my buddy was like, you know what? He's 19 years old. You know, that could change his life, you know? And you should you should just make him. He's like, no, no, it's going to a, he thinks it's going to a thousand. Could. And he ended up, it came back down. The kids still ended up getting 88 grand out of it. You know, he ended oh, he up selling. Good. Yeah, so, so he ended oh, up selling. He, but a 19 year old kid, you got a quarter million shekels in your pocket. Whew. Man, you're not going to get too many opportunities. You're like not going to hear the story, though, about the other 10 19 year old kids that came and bought it at $300 and are down money or exactly. $400. You won't hear that story on Twitter. That's why I'm trying to, you know, I'm not trying to say that, you know, everybody sucks. What I'm trying to say is everybody gets this fear of missing out. This is a driver. This story is a driver for FOMO. It's a driver for FOMO. 
And everybody goes on Twitter to brag about themselves because they aren't confident enough in their own abilities. They have to brag to you so they feel better about their own lives. I don't need to brag to you. I feel just fine about my own life. I like complaining to you because I, I, I'm like the glass half empty guy. I've got half winners, half losers, and I'll focus on my losers and say, man, I suck. You know, but it's, I feel like it's kind of fun to make fun of yourself to a certain extent, too. Why do I got to go on Twitter and brag? You know, the odd time, we all do it. We all do it the odd time. But if you got to go, if you're following somebody that's just constantly bragging about how much money they're making, it's one probably you know maybe not as true as you think it is two maybe it's true but consider the market environment that we've been in as well i mean i go both ways i trade market neutral the market going up 300 or down 300 is you know pretty much meaningless to me because i'm trading market neutral i'm trying to trade strategies that make money in up markets and down markets you know and you've got to adjust and do i lean long in the bull market sure do i lean short in the bear market sure but if you're just you know going all in all the time coming in you're benefiting. If you're a long-only trader, you've been benefiting from an uptape. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. So your trading abilities might not be as good when we get into a different environment. We don't know when that's going to happen, but there are periods of five to seven years, you know, 12 years, 68 to 80. You know, you can go back from 2001 to 2009. You can go from, 2000, you know, the financial crisis, just wiping out money. There are periods where, you know, the bears do make money. And you've got to be careful if you're not in all these high growth names, like I said, on margin, you don't want to get blown out during those periods. So your long-term investor, try to go with it. I've had investments for years as well. You try to go with it. If you're a trader, you got to be able to read the tape a little bit and obviously know when to lighten up. I feel like we're still in a lightening up environment here right now. I've been lightening up in my trading positions. The long-term stuff I try to hold on to. Let's just do a couple of earnings, and then we'll go to Marcus. Let's uh, let's do FedEx first because that one is ripping this morning. They had earnings after the close last night. EPS beat, sales beat, guidance also beat. EPS guidance for the year. Good report. I got a trade on, so I, I did just tell you I'm I'm long FedEx or I'm short FedEx, long UPS, and I did it three to one. So because and if you look this morning, look look at these percentages, how this stuff works. 1.87% up FedEx and 5.5. It's almost perfectly on that. That's a quantitative approach to an earnings report that I know on a FedEx earnings, it'll move two to three to one on the UPS. So I'm paired off in it. So I'm sure FedEx, so you say, oh, you're getting your hammered on your FedEx short. No, because I went long UPS on the report. So FedEx popped five bucks. I was able to buy UPS flat. So you do it three to one. And, you know, that's, you know, just a classic pairs trade. But some newer pairs trade might just do it one-to-one. You can't on an earnings report. So you no. got to have the quantitative numbers behind you because the leader moves a lot more than the laggard. UPS FedEx is top, it, you know, it sometimes is two. It's, it's somewhere in between two to three to one. So, you know, just from my own numbers. So I did three to one. It's working out. It's right on the money. I'm down, you know, on the one, I'm down FedEx 15 points. But, uh, you know, on, a, on the percentage basis, it's almost perfect. It's almost perfect at three to one. And you wait till the liquidity comes in at the open, right? Uh, yeah, flat. or if I can flip out the other way, if it gets overdone. I wait till it gets overdone sometimes the other way. If it continued to blow out and it wasn't working out for whatever reason, you know, I, I, I take losses on that kind of stuff too. Right now it seems to be working. I already got out of half the position and I'm just trying to work the other half. Um, but, you know, this is classic pairs trading, relationship-based stuff. Uh FedEx makes halfway back. Uh, it's been it had a big tumble. Found that major monthly support at 240. 
trying to get half of the move back, uh, pre-trading at the highs of the pre-market session. So we're pushing. So no reason to get bearish on it yet. Uh, what do you got here? You got a daily high. I I try and hold out if you think the momentum is really going here. Uh, you got a high of 284, 284.52. I mean, why not? That's six bucks away. I think a lot of people after the big decline, you're this close to 280. They'll be like, oh, man, if I could, if I could get out at 280, uh, just a nice round number. There's also a gap to fill in here. I don't think we're going to get that into play today. Oh, that whole gap area, 84.52 to 86.22. Boy, that would be, to me, that would be a sweet area. The other thing, if you can't get it on strength, just keep an eye on that pre-market high. Boom. You know, let's say we keep going. We, we go up to 78 and a half, have a little sprint over 79, and then come back down through that open. Because you also have people that aren't long above here. But you had people that have been dipping their toe in the water. I know it's going to come back. I know it's going to come back. This, I'm just playing in the, in the earnings. I don't care what happens after earnings. I'm selling the earnings pop. So I think, you know, I see some two-way action. I have no idea where to buy this stock today. I can only talk to potential sellers. All right. Let's bring on Marcus Heidkotter, founder of Rockwell Trading. Marcus, good morning, sir. Oh, no. Wait, he's on mute. Marcus, uh, unmute your mic in StreamYard. Try that. There we go. There we go. Good morning. Oh, rookie mistake as if I'm here on the show for the first time. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, uh, you talked about it earlier. Everybody can brag about winning trades. Uh, it's all about also showing the losses. And Marcus, we love you for that too, because Marcus will own it. I mean, you come today, on and you own your trades. We love you, Marcus. <laughs> and today we love having right losers on like ourselves. <laughs> I, mean, I have losers all the time. Yeah, you time. know, hey, Lou, if you, you go to the old winning channel, this guy Lou's been complaining for a couple of days. Go to the old winner channel. Uh, we what, have losers here. But yeah, you know AWC. Marcus wins on a lot too. Let's go to Marcus. Let Marcus talk. Sorry. All right. Yeah, no worries. No worries. So, um, yeah, if I can share my screen here, um, Spencer, is that okay? And uh, just very briefly, if you're watching me for the first time, just briefly want to explain what I like to trade. And uh, this is the, the strategy called the wheel has been around forever. And uh, the idea here is basically to sell puts and collect premium. I, I just throw it on the uh, screen here, uh, which, which is great uh, because let's just stay at step number one. And here I have DKS. It's a trade that I am uh, actually exited yesterday. So here I'm selling the, the 66 uh, put. And this means that if DKS stays above 66 until expiration, I'm okay and I can keep the premium. Now, here's the deal. This works great in a market that is going up. It works great in a market that is going down. It even works great if the stock is slightly going down. Triple D, you said it. You have strategies that are for a bull market, for a bear market. Well, this here is for a bull market, a sideways market, and not really a bear market. But if the market is slightly going down, I'm okay. Because as right. you can see here, I mean, DKS could go down, what, like 10%, and I would still collect premium. However, I don't mind owning the stock. So step number two is, if this dips below 66, I get assigned. If so, I move on to step number three, which I'll explain in a moment. If I'm not assigned, I go back to step number one and collect more premium. Now, um, if I am getting assigned a stock, I still call against the stock and collect more premium, right? Because now I'm expecting the stock to go up. And this works great. And uh, I mean, until it doesn't. And today we're going to talk about un uh, until it doesn't, because 
these are the trades, as you said, that very few people talk about. And I just want to show you trading is risky. There's risk involved when trading. If, if you sure. don't like the risk, don't trade. Right. And uh, I feel, uh, as you said, it, it's very dishonest if somebody says, oh, yeah, you will win all the time because losses are part of the business. So uh, DKS this week was great. Expires today. Uh, strike of 66. No problem. Uh, Mara, uh, you, you talked about the crypto stocks here, right? So Mara, I traded a put on a strike price at 20. It expires today. We will be just fine. Uh, a yeah. few other trades here. Uh, Lumber Liquidator, I entered into this one, strike price of 22. Uh, we'll, we'll see. This morning, Lumber Liquidator is up. I think that uh, we I have some solid support here at 22, if I'm looking at this. So it'll be okay. Um GDXJ, also a trade that is just fine here. Uh, but I want to talk about the trade that is in trouble. And uh, we, we talked about it last week because when I was here on the show, the news broke on Ride and uh, and actually the Hindenburg report. So the Hindenburg report a week ago, right here. Let me mark this. Uh, this is where you see Ride was just getting smashed. And they reported earnings two days ago. And uh, that didn't really help. And uh, so th during the earnings, it was like, yeah, well, our losses widened. And yeah, well, uh, we actually don't really have orders uh, because we don't have a product yet, obviously. So here I sold the strike price of 2150 and I did this early in February. I did this on February 16th. At that point, the chart looked like this. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a smart trade. Well, it wasn't apparently, right? Didn't work out. So right now I'm, I'm pretty much down big on right. Uh, let me just reset my chart here really quick. So the question is, what do you do now? What do you do now when it is down that much? So here's what I did. Yesterday, I sold another put, a 13 strike price. And uh, this helps me uh, if I'm getting assigned today to lower my cost basis, because that's what I need to do at some point. I mean, this trade is in trouble. I need to fly a risk emission because here's why. So this year thus far, uh, we talked about yeah, uh, making, making money, losing money. So I'm up $57,000. Uh, this is realized uh, PNL. However, however, caveat, this one trade, right, is right now down $40,000. Now, this is unrealized PNL, and uh, I, I keep saying it, unrealized PNL has been invented by somebody who must hate traders. And works for the pharmaceutical industry to sell anti-anxiety medicine or something like this uh, because it can give you a heart attack but it's time to really fly a rescue mission and get out of this trade and my plan is to get out of this trade with either a small loss or even with a profit so the first thing that i did yesterday as we are going down here is i sold a 13 put so here's what happens and i didn't go in with the full position uh, for a very simple reason. Um, I, I want to save some money for a rescue mission. So um, actually what happened after I sold, so let's just say I sold uh, a bunch of calls and puts and collected premium. Let me just move this out of the way so that we see this here. But at some point I was assigned, so I bought 4,700 shares uh, at 2150. So this is the challenge. Um, here's what I did yesterday. So yesterday I sold the 13 put and uh, here I sold actually uh, half of my position size. So I sold 23 times the 13 put. If I'm getting assigned, if I'm getting assigned, this means that I have to buy another 2300 shares and I have to buy them now at $13. So this is why if you now take the $4,700 uh, times 2150 plus 
right? I mean, this is how you uh, calculate your, your average price for the stock. It's whether you're scaling in a stock or uh, whether you're buying the dip and buy some more when uh, you like the stock. I mean, Kathy Woods does this all the time, right? I mean, she buys the dip. Uh, seems to work out well for her. So anyhow, um, so the 2300 uh, times 13. So this means that my average break-even price would be 1870. Now, this is not good. It's still pretty low, but it's, it's already getting better. So I need to have a chance that this stock makes a quick bounce. And I mean, if it doesn't, it will be bad. But uh, I usually, even if you see it here, a stock never goes down in a straight line. It makes these quick bounces. So now it's a question, how far down can I bring down my, my cost basis? Uh, how much can I average it down so that a small bounce will help me? Now, here's the good news. This is just uh, for, the, um, for the stocks. I did sell uh, a bunch of premium here on right thus far. And as you can see here, thus far, uh, uh, $4,935 in premium. So I need to subtract this here as well. I'm taking the 4,935 that I already collected divided by then I would have 7,000 shares. And uh, I don't even know how much it is. I need a calculator. I'm not good at math. So that's good news. If you're not good at math, you don't have to be good at math. Good with the math. You need a calculator. Unfortunately, we have it. Uh, so 4,000 uh, divided by 7,000. So that's another uh, 70 cents uh, approximately per share. So that is what I collected in premium. So it's uh, 70 cents per share. So this means uh, that uh, currently my cost basis comes down to $18. Now I'm not done with this trade just yet. And uh, again, the cost basis of $18 is getting a little bit better. This is right here, but hey, uh, it, it's better than 2150, but I'm not out of the woods yet. But this is why I keep always some powder dry to be able to fly these kind of rescue missions. Sometimes you need them because if you look at this, I mean, Yes, this is great. I could just tell you right now. Oh my gosh, look at my account. I mean, all these trades and all of them, every single one has been a winning trade. Yeah, great. Uh, let's talk about what? Uh, 53 winning trades. No, it's not that much. 23 winning trades or something like this. You got to also focus on the lose, uh, losing trade and, and own it and have a plan for this. And this is, I think, uh, the most important thing that I want to uh, give the viewers here today. I mean, you, you got to got to have a plan and follow a plan, right? I mean, whether uh, you have a stop loss on a profit target, or as you said, you're scaling in, you're scaling out, whatever you need to do, got to have a plan, right? And know what you're yeah. doing here. So yeah. anyhow. I mean, that's the thing is you've got the plan and you're looking to sell in the strength. You get a little pop and you're looking to bounce out of this thing. So, I mean, th this is, you know, it's, it's discipline. It's figuring it out. I mean, it, it's tough. If, and, and you outlined it perfectly. You know, rating puts works awesome in a bull market. It works awesome in a sideways market. It can work well in a little bit of down market. If you get a market crash, it sucks. It sucks. And, it sucks. and, and you know, you get a stock that goes straight down. It sucks. And, you know, you got to figure out, you know, how to, you know, cut your losers as best you can and you move on. But I mean, it's the market environment that we're in um, where, you know, obviously, you know, we've been in a bull market here and some of these strategies have worked really well and they may continue to work well, but it's also market dependent, too. So if you go and start getting into a market where it's not working as well, Marcus, what how would you handle that? Do you just like scale back the strategy a little bit? Let's just yeah, say yeah, this is when I'm moving to another strategy. Yeah, right. yeah. Let's I have talk a, a second strategy that, sure. uh, that I call the Power X strategy. It's based on three indicators. These are the indicators that you see down here. It's the RSI, MACD, and uh, 
and the stochastics. And this is where I would then uh, short stocks and uh, trade to the downside or buy puts. So this is where I'm switching from uh, an option seller to an option buyer, because then it makes sense. If the market has a strong direction. I mean, the, the challenge is, if you look at the markets right now, here's the NASDAQ, right? Uh, if, we, if you look at the NASDAQ, I mean, overall, it has a direction and the overall direction is up, but it's not really a strong bull market. It, it's grinding higher. And right now, the NASDAQ, I mean, you said it earlier, the rotation is going on out of growth stocks into value stocks. So we have the Dow uh, hitting 33,000, making new all-time highs, looking way different than the NASDAQ. And then you have the S&P 500 that is uh, almost like the, uh, the the stepchild of these two, somewhere in between, trying to make it, uh, but also uh, more tech-heavy here with Apple and Tesla in it, definitely. So, yeah, it, I mean, it really depends on the market condition. And you see, my kids, they're, they're both sailors, and they always say, you know, you can't change the wind, but you can adjust the sails. And I think that as traders, we can do this. We can change the market, but what we can do is we can change the strategy that yeah. we are applying to market conditions. Yes, 100%. Philo so philosophical. I, like, I love Marcus. He gets things, yeah. like, outlines it all. He's honest. He shows us his losers. You know, you have so many people on Twitter, they'll either show you your 50 winners, but they won't show you a couple of losers there. They say, yeah, I went on 95% of my trades. I mean, Marcus is honest. He's showing us it all. Um, so we really appreciate, you know, we, and it, it's different strategies that work in different market environments. And I love that analogy about adjusting your sales, you know, mm -hmm. depending on the market conditions. Yep. Um, wait, I'm sorry if I missed it. Did we cover the Apple from last week? You're, oh, still, yeah. you're still working on the Apple? The Apple yeah, yeah. And you see, this looked really, really good. So Apple was grinding higher. Uh, so I bought Apple at 133. So right now here on Apple, you see, that's not really bad. This is a $250,000 cash account. So it's $500,000 in, uh, in margin buying power here. Uh, actually, I have portfolio margin, but I, I don't trade the portfolio margin. I, I keep the portfolio margin for these rescue missions. So I'm I'm treating this account like a $500,000 account, even though with all the buying power, it gives me like a, a million, million right. point two account, something like this. So here, yeah, I'm down $9,000. That's not a big deal. Uh, still have not been able to sell uh, for Apple. Uh, let's just go there. I thought about you. Because I don't want to, options. when you're following the strategy, you don't want to actually sell calls that are below the assigned strike price. And if you look uh, at the next week's expiration, I only get 17 cents for the 133. And in order to make this worthwhile for me, I, I would like to get at least 50 cents here. So yeah, this, uh, I said it last week, it's the, the, the lazy boyfriend sitting on the couch, not <laughs> making any money, right? Playing Xbox, so awesome. getting out and getting a job here. Uh, so this is the only one that right now is not making any money and I'm okay. Uh, right actually was good because uh, until earlier this week, I have actually, if you look at the, uh, here we go. We look at the activity for right i've been able to sell uh, a bunch of calls as you can see here i i sold an uh, a 23 call i sold a 2250 call until just a few days ago right there was enough premium in there uh now i just got to see if uh right it has to pop a little bit to give me some are premium. you looking for a scratch on these or are you looking i mean because you're, you're you take some heat are you looking like to, to scratch or you're looking to turn a profit on these things i mean how do you define with the amount of risk you're taking what the reward you're going to take yeah you see, it's the excellent question apple for example i'm not trying to get out of this as a scratch i'm still bullish overall on apple and yes they're taking some heat but i think apple 
super solid company. I mean, it's in, in many people's portfolio for a reason. So here, Apple, I'll definitely get out of this one with the profit. I don't mind owning Apple right now. I think we will be fine. But again, that's my opinion. You might have a different opinion, which is okay. Right? I mean, this was, uh, I don't want to say it was a bad trade. At the time, I, I'm standing behind my decision. But right now, this is a stock where I just want to get out at break even. Or maybe even at a small loss, right? Because this puppy, uh, I, I mean, with everything that is going on, this could be another Nikola, right? I mean, Nikola is also has been targeted by Hindenburg. And as you can see, what happened uh, to Nikola after yeah. being targeted by Hindenburg? It's just hovering around there. So, right, I want to get out of this one. If I have solid value stocks or solid growth stocks like Apple, I'm fine holding them for a longer period and getting out of the profit here. So it really depends, great question, but it really depends on the stock. And right, there's a, <laughs> get out of it. <laughs> it's taking you for a ride so far, right? Hell yeah, geez. Um, geez. All right, well, you're working your way out of it. Uh, any just over, I mean, we've talked individual stocks here, just, you know, any individual market thoughts, quad witch, any tricks of uh, the trade you've picked up uh, over, the, you know, your years of trading, any do's or don'ts you want to share with us? Now, um, way many, many, many years ago, when I was younger and day trading, and I could take the heat of day trading, I, I loved the, the quadruple witching days because they were just super volatile, right? And this is where you have nice intraday trends. Because the last thing that you see usually on a quadruple witching day is a flat line that like you see on other days, like we had on Tuesday, ahead of the Fed meeting, right? I mean, we just had a, a flat line in the market. Uh, but uh, for day trading, great. Right now, for the strategies that I'm trading, it doesn't really affect me. All right, Mark, Marcus Eichotter is the uh, founder of Rockwell Trading. Trade what you see, not what you think. To learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. The link is up on the screen. Marcus, always a pleasure, especially on a Friday to, to wrap up the week. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Yeah, hey, Marcus, too, if you want to get rid of that lazy boyfriend on the couch, just put a lock on the refrigerator. John, John knows all about that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> John knows all about that. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. Oh, Marcus. All right. Uh, Jason Raznick is going to join us. Um, he is like in the middle of getting his COVID vaccine, I think. So he'll join really? us. Yeah. He and he already has it. Even need. That's he already has COVID. He's taking, I need a va vaccine. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Vaccine. That's what I said. And he said, that's what he said. That's what he said, too. But apparently it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Dennis, what are you seeing in the balances out there? They flipped. So we have them all by, again, imbalances on a quadruple witch. We'll just keep bouncing around. It'll be all sells, all buys, all sells. You can't put a lot of weight into the early okay. morning imbalances. Even here, you're at 929, you're looking, and then they flip the last second because there's some institution sitting back just waiting until the last second to come in. Okay, buy them all. You know, so there's just so much institutional action that comes in balancing against open option positions on this day at the open and the close that it's very hard to give weight to it. But right now we have a lot of selling balances that can change on a dime. There's some buys too, but you know, if I just want to cherry pick a few for you okay. again, you can't give, can't give these any weight on this day. Normally you can any other day, not on an option expiration Friday. Mm -hmm. So Chevron 300,000 to sell Exxon mobile 500,000 to sell. Uh, Macy's 450,000 to sell, General Electric 320,000 to sell, going the other way, General Motors 300,000 to buy, Ford 1.3 million to buy, 
um you know stocks even like you know southern so which you know isn't traded i trade it all the time but you know not one because people are bored with utility stocks but i trade i pair trade these things all the time 185,000 sell if southern was to open way down you know the way i play this so you want to talk about how i play it i basically say you know just if if it opens way down i'm willing to buy it if it opens way up i'm willing to short it so i'm not coming in here saying oh yeah there's a southern selling bounce i'm gonna go sell it here pre-market and try to buy it on the open because what if it flips so i'm doing the fade trade where i'll surround them surround all these stocks opg style opening only order where you know stocks trading xyz at 50 maybe i'm willing to short at 50 and a half willing to buy 49 and a half it opens at 51 i'm gonna be short opens at 49 i'm gonna be long and, and the farther and the farther it opens from the fair value, the more the more shares you're going to get, right? Uh, if I, mean, I was to yeah, if I was to put multiple levels out there, um, I don't always do that too. Like so I, I, you know, I because what if I miss a piece of news? I, I don't like to get like boom, I have so much money in one stock. So you know, there's a lot going on, and I do I do use algorithmic trading for this. So you know, I I, I don't like to get you know heavy heavy unless I really feel like I got a big edge. If I was seeing S&P's trading flat, everything's going to open up 1%. I'll load up that trade. I mean, that's a huge edge. Like I said, I'll enter a trade for a 0.1% edge. If I'm getting a half a percent edge or a 1% edge, that's huge. So uh, real quick, on these type of days, it can happen. What's the most orders you've ever had filled like on a day like this? Oh, I don't know. It it ranges. It's typically like it's lately. It's been like crickets. You think you're going to get a lot of stuff, and you're like right there, thirty seconds before the open, you're going to get a lot of stuff, and then it all flips. So you know, sometimes it's three, four, or five positions. Sometimes it's fifty. Yeah. I've been filled on two hundred before. So you get two hundred stocks on the open, and you're like, okay, now you got some work to do. And when I get <laughs> filled on that many, if it was all one sided, I would hedge immediately. So when you get filled on anything more than 25 or 30 stocks, and they're mostly S&P components, the one thing you just have to look at is your net dollar exposure at that point in time. I'm not looking at any individual position. The first thing I'm going to do is say, how much am I long overall or how much am I short overall? I'm going to hedge it with SPY or hedge it with Qs if it's all tech. Or if it's all banks, maybe I'm using you know another vehicle there. But you know, if you're getting 30, 40, 50 stocks filled on the open, I'm looking at my net dollar exposure. I got to get back to market neutral because, boom, I just got short of these stocks. Okay, well, I don't want the market. The market's going to try to correct. You know, there, there's two factors happening. Like if stocks are, if the market's here, stocks open here, it's got to come in. So you want to get your hedge on as quickly as you can. Sometimes I'll even anticipate, you know, I'm going to get filled on it and pre-hedge. So then you get filled and you try to get as quickly as you can, hoping that it comes back in the line. I mean, the 500 stocks have to add up to the SPY. To your value, right. Yeah, so, you know, if you've got them all opening here, and this rarely happens, but it can happen on some option expirations, I'm trying to make that gap. I'm not trying to necessarily, and I can make that gap in a number of ways. If I get filled on a whole bunch of shorts and I don't hedge and the market goes up, you know, this can go up too and you would lose. So I'm trying to make the gap. So as soon as I'm getting filled on so much net exposure, I'm going to hedge myself out. I'm trying to make that difference, you know, to bring it back in. That's basically you want to know you want to know what your call of the week ETF was? arbitrage. You want to know what your call of the week was? What was it? What? Yeah. Pen. What? Pen gaming. I don't even remember what I said. Oh, for the S and P ad. Yeah. You, you said. Yeah. Did you see what I, that I said? I, I just said that just because a stock gets added to the S and P doesn't necessarily mean that it goes higher. And you could tell on the initial reaction that it did not want to go higher because again. 
Tesla was a special animal. It was such a big component of the S&P. But if you're, you're, if you're coming out of an index that you're a big component, you're going to become a little component. There can be a net selling effect to it. Yep. So, and that's what we saw with Penn. You know, Penn's come off with the market too. But, I mean, Penn is down significantly from the S&P ad. So you can't just blindly buy stocks saying, oh, yeah, it's getting added to the S&P. It's going to rip up 50%. Tesla was a special animal. That's not the case with Penn. So if you look Penn, straight down from the S&P ad. Uh, GNRC, basically straight down since the S&P ad. So you would think this is, just doesn't make any sense. It does make sense, though, because they're coming from a bigger component and they're going to a little component. There's probably a net selling effect there. I don't have those numbers in front of me, but I'm just, I, you know, I'm just, you know, guesstimating it that there probably is. Um, if you're still going to be a big component, it can be a different, you know, NXPI might be a different story, but, you know, because it kept holding up. Um, and then what was the other one? Penn, oh, Caesars, CZBR, straight down since the S&P ad. So three out of the four S&P ads from four nights ago, straight down. You've got to understand those arbitrage effects. It's not and also, also people that, that aren't indexers, right? And they they have pen, they have a boatload of pen, and they're like, oh, man, I got a target at 130 here. I never thought I'd 135, 140. They don't care. They got, they're getting their price. So you have those participants in the market that are, I mean, it's had a hell of a run, but mm-hmm. that are, hey, wow, they don't, they're not indexing. They're not tied to doing anything. I want out of 135. I'm out of 135. So a couple different, uh, different factors going into that. Uh, SP's yeah. just hanging out kind of quiet here. 39.15 in a quarter. Uh, you mentioned Tesla. And yeah, I know I was going to wait. Is Raz coming on? Uh, I don't know. But there's also a headline this morning on Tesla. I What's guess, the headline? I guess the Chinese military is concerned about all the cameras and sensors and stuff. So they've banned Teslas on any military base installation complex, etc. How many are there on their military well, base? That's another question that I don't have the answer to. Dennis, look at this Tesla chart here. I mean, is this thing looking tired at 700? I mean, it, it, yeah. it failed right where you think it should fail. Yeah. This was textbook trading. I mean, you could do the 50%, go 900 down yep. to the ballpark at a 540. So what is that? 360. So it's takeaway. So 360, 180, out on 180 to that, you get right to that whole 720. So it failed right around the 50% retracement. Textbook fail, whole number psychological fail. Um, it makes you think that there's still a lot of pain ahead for Tesla longs. But again, you've got one smaller thing going for it is the little double bottom from the last two days. So 651 and 652. This is just textbook technical trading. 651, 652. That's a little double bottom two days in a row there. That's a huge level. If it takes that out, I say no such thing as a triple bottom. It's a slippery slope down to 600. So if it holds 652, you still got a chance here. But that's where, you know, right now, this was a textbook selling opportunity at 700. Yeah, it gave you a couple couple different shots at it, too. Uh, the 50% actually comes in. It's uh, My lines aren't perfect, but right is seven and a quarter. But good good eye there um, on the double bottom there, too, as well. So just wanted to point out uh, Tesla, and that, that's it. We got the, uh, the S&Ps just hanging out, trying what to do with the imbalances. I talked about the support, the overnight low coincided with that low from yesterday and there was also a low going back earlier in march at that level wow. too on we just, march we just duked. what just happened 
I don't know. We just well, now I'm pulling at Joel because we dropped five yeah, points. I was gonna say, six points. I, I don't really six know. points about six seconds. Oh, something happened. Let's go. Let's go, All right, yeah. Something there's, happened. There's, there's there is Leesman's breaking something right now on yep, CNBC. Fed will not. Yeah, it's time renew, to cancel all orders. Fed will not renew capital relief for banks. Okay. That's that's just breaking CNBC. All right, Tossie, I'm on it. Yeah. All right. You all right. copied that. Go. I got to go trade. Good luck trading. Oh, Remember man. option expiration. Pull, let's pull up those bank charts now. Holy moly. Let's go look at all of them. All right. Let me go to shorter term chart here. Uh, let's see here. One minute. Oh, not, wow. Just as we were talking about yesterday. Man, this totally messed up my scenario for the open. I wanted a higher open and a rally. What could still happen? Just spiked down to 96.50, back above yesterday's low. Right now, we're going to be looking at the close. There we are. We just ticked green, 06 even. Let's see what happens now. Uh, where's mid-range on the session? I'll have to flip to my other chart here for one second. See where we got mid-range. That's going to be your bogey now. Uh, but good eye on that. We will We will catch the bank stocks. I mean, why do the banks need money? I mean, they just got rich on these, uh, on the uh, overnight, you know, the big moves that they had. Maybe they don't need any money anymore. But uh, where did we go to here? Let me get the uh, the mid range for you. Is so we're not going. Raz is not going to come on today, or uh, what's the I'm deal? Not, I'm trying to get get this headline because I'm trying to listen to you and also. Okay, thirty nine ten, folks. That's but, where we're looking back on the upside. Right, so, I just got that for you. We got to get so back the, above thirty nine ten. The relief from the supplementary leverage ratio expires in at the end of the quarter, and I don't think they're going to renew that. Uh, what else am I seeing here? God damn. Yeah, there. It, it, it will not extend. The emergency um, that 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 emergency program that made it cheaper for banks to hold cash and bonds. Uh, so okay, interesting move here on uh, on a cloud witch. But hey, buy the dip right there. We're back up. We're back green on the session. That's interesting news. Come out right at nine o'clock mid range on the session thirty nine ten. Uh, getting back, so we still we still got a chance for that uh, that early morning rally. Look at the they hit J.P. Morgan yesterday. That was weak on the close. We'll be keeping an eye on the pre market low. What did they do to Bank America? Bank America spiked down thirty under thirty eight twenty. We got to thirty eight thirteen. Didn't even get yeah. to yesterday's low. I bet. Let me see. Let me see. Do we get? We did get through yesterday's low. So keep an eye on that, folks. You did take out yesterday's low. The next daily low, and I don't know where Bank America is going today, but, man, three lows flanking the 37 area, uh, three lows between 697 and 722. But right now, uh, pre-market low still, or uh, yesterday's low still coming into play. XLF, they might have been a little slower to hit that. Uh, let's take a look. That is spiked down. So right now, just uh, you know, another buy the dip so far. They didn't like being under uh thirty nine hundred in the spoos right back here mid range now. All right, thank you to the Benzinger Pro News desk for getting this uh page up. This is this is from the Fed. This is a PR that was. This is what was out. This is what they were talking about. CMC. This is what was out at nine o'clock just now. Uh, I'll read to you uh, if I can for just. Uh, the Federal Reserve Board on Friday announced the temporary change to its supplementary leverage ratio, or SLR, for bank holding companies will expire 
as scheduled on March 31st. That's what I said a few moments ago. The board will shortly see comment on measures to adjust, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so they're letting the, the, this program expire. That's basically all the, all the, all the press release says. Um, three paragraphs, and but the, the first sentence is, is the important part. So back to the charts. That spy, it, 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 those angles are fast, man. Those machines are real fast. Yeah, and they they sold it off, and they bought it up, and yep. now the battleground at uh, the close, uh, thirty nine oh six mid range. I mentioned mid range right there was at thirty nine ten, and I think that last bump got us there. Just let me take a look. So looks like we got some extra fireworks uh, heading into the uh, quad witch expiration. Between the between the quarter witch and the S and P rebalances, as if we needed more fireworks. But yeah, twelve and a quarter you got to so. Almost back. We were right when Dennis caught it. We were at uh, like around thirty nine fifteen. So, digesting the information. Uh, I guess we're, uh, no Raz today. So I, I don't know. He. This is what he told me. He told me he was gonna call in soon. He got. He this at eight forty two. Oh, there he is. Jason, you made it through the vaccine. I was worried about you. Oh, Raz. Okay. What? Can you hear me? I made. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, we got you. Can you guys hear me or no? Yes. Right, cool. So I made it through Spencer, <laughs> but guess what happened? Guess what happened? What, what happened? I, I I don't know what happened. I forgot. To, I, for, I, I forgot to call in. It's okay. I forgot. I, I got. I was on the phone. Um, you guys want to hear something pretty funny? Yeah. Is Joel here? Yeah. Hey, Joel. So my, my parents are in Florida, okay? All right? And I have a friend. You guys may know who he is. His name is Howard Lindzen. Yep. Um, he, like, you know, he's like, he has a SPAC that's live in the market, SockTwits, a um, bunch of other eToro, a bunch of other stuff. I set my parents up and him to go to dinner tonight at 6.15 in Florida. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know each other at all. How funny is that? Uh, they're going to have a blast. He's got a ton of personality. Oh yeah, bribe bunch. I don't think my parents have a clue what they're in for. My mom's gonna be just be like, I don't know what is going on. And my dad, my dad's gonna be like, what is Twitter? J- Jason, I, I want to know how the vaccine process went. I'll get to it one second. So Joel, I was, I started to get a little nervous about this dinner. So I'm like, should I just drive to the airport right now and fly to Florida so I can be there? So I can. And then I'm like, that's pretty dumb to do for an hour, you know, dinner. So I'm not, I'm not going. Vaccine process was was good i mean it, the vaccine process was good no issues you go in they have pfizer they have moderna and you walk to the room that you're supposed to be in and they and then they um i went to pfizer and then wait, wait 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 back. wait I, I have a question was it like a menu can you like order like can i get the pfizer can i get the johnson johnson can i get the moderna was it like that oh damn i think i lost them <laughs> damn it I should I shouldn't have interrupted him. Hello? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. You didn't lose me. Where where did you go to get that? You lost me? All no, right, Jason, we have you. We have you. Um All right, dude. I went Okay. I, I I went to I went to a facility. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Hold on, are you guys there? Right, yeah, I, I we're here, guys. More information. Okay, so we're ready. When you, get your, when you get your Pfizer shots, when you get your when you get your Pfizer shot, they ask you if you've been exposed, have you this, any of that stuff. 
And I said to the lady, we got to make this more efficient. You should just have a recording so you can just press the button and the recording plays. You know what I mean? And she's like, I would love that. I have to say the same thing over and over 600 times a day. That's my idea for them. Okay. All right, this interview okay, so you, can. you guys not hear me? No, no, we hear you. We hear you. Okay. You're a little quiet, but, I, but I've oh, turned problem. you up. Hello? Um, Is this better? No camera? Yeah. yeah, it's a little better, actually. Is it better? Okay. So, what's, hey, are we up or down on the NASDAQ today? Well, <laughs> it's funny you ask. <laughs> Why? Uh, it, it was a pretty, it was a rather uneventful morning until a few moments ago. We are down. Oh, actually, no, in the NASDAQ, we're up. I stand corrected. In the NASDAQ, we're up. The futures are up. All right. Because all I know is I interviewed Kevin O'Leary yesterday, and the market was up, and then it goes down in craziness. And I was up so much money during the, the afternoon, and I go to my account, and I go to my account at the end of the day, and I lost more money than I than I make in a year. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, man. We're Did you follow your plan in Tesla? What? Did you follow yes. your plan in yes. Tesla? Yes. Yes. So I still have puts. I've less calls, and I sold a little more at 700 recently. Good. So I'm down to my. It used to be 48% of my portfolio, or 51%. It's now down, Joel, to 28%. Then I'm going to sleep better at night. Yeah, well, it's still, it's, Joel, it's still high. The reason I was down so much yesterday was because that Tesla and my travel stocks are going down. I need my travel stocks up. I mean, I have some stocks, Joel, that I love. STKS. STKS. I love it, Joel. You know why? It's a steakhouse called STK. And when things are fun, that place is the best. So I just I just keep buying it. I just keep buying it. I don't know. SP, who what? It, it's 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 ST like steak, like STKS. Jason's all in. Raz is all in on the restaurant plays, right? Who do they own? I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm all, I'm. Oh my God, Joel! If you want to have fun with me one night, we go to STK, and you'll think I'm the greatest guy ever created. Jeez. Where is there one around here? No, Joel. Either to Vegas, to oh, Toronto, Vegas, maybe, yeah, there's one in Chicago, but I, like the Vegas one, so, I, I mean, you know, bless What's it called in my, Vegas? You know, bless, you know, my cousin David Rosen, 10 years ago, <laughs> STK, can I, just, can I just tell the story? Yeah, sure, go tell the story. Okay, I'll, t- I'll turn the camera off. Okay, right. so, S- STK. Let me turn the camera off so it'll save the... Yeah, oh, we're good. Turn it off now. What the heck? Anyways, no. if, I, if I go out with Spencer, just hang up on me, okay? All right. So, STK, my, my cousin David, he was 54 years old. He passed... What? Okay. He passed away of cancer, and he knew he, knew he was going to die, and so we went on a cousin trip to Vegas. We went to STK for dinner, and guess who I meet there? The Dallas Cowboys cheerleading team. I got the cheerleading team to come join our table for dinner for David. It was amazing. And so like, I'm like, my cousin's here, you know, this. And, and it's that STK, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleading team joined us. And, he, and, here, and here's the best part, Joel. They invited us to go to their, like, the, there's a club next to STK. I forget. It's the hottest club in Vegas. They invited us. They said, we have the whole top thing. You guys will just be our, you know, the 10 people with us, whatever. My cousin David didn't want to do that. He just wanted to go play blackjack. 
so we went and played blackjack. We didn't go to the we didn't go to the Dallas Cowboys or the club. How about that? That's a good story. Very good story. But it's also like going to the club. It's also but also also Joel also going into the club with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders could have been pretty fun. In my I that might have been interesting. All right, Rez, uh, we'll let you go because it, it just, looks like you're almost at the office. So, How do you know he's almost in the office? Just saying, uh, Dave, I can David, tell by the background. David, David, I love cousin David. I cousin cousin yeah. cousin David. I love you, but you know we could have gone into the place with Dallas guys. All right, Zinger Nation, Benzinga, pre market prep. Let's party it up. Let's have a good time. Let's make some money this week. Let's finish it off strong. Um, thank you, thank you. Sorry for being right. in the car, but I had to get that vaccine because Joel was worried about me. All right, see you, Rez. <laughs> all right, that was an interesting interview. Uh, anyway, all right, all we're right. gonna wrap things up here on this oh, yeah. Friday. Yeah, Joel, we'll let you go. Everyone, smash the like for Joel, for Dennis, for Jason, for Marcus. Joel, I'll talk to you again at three thirty. How about that? All right, have a good one. All right, see you, Joel. Hopefully, it's a hopefully it's a uh, a quiet day, but who can say on on a quarter witch and S and P rebalance. Friday. All right, guys. Uh, pre-market prep is always available as a podcast. You can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, etc., etc., etc. Please remember all the information and content from this show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi or 7-Up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.